Awesome. But no, yeah. That's one thing I'm leaning into now is like my Egyptian features and just like that. Because, you know, growing up in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, certain areas are very whitewashed. And I'm like, oh, that's the standard of beauty. And then I'm like, oh. Yeah, but you're gorgeous. That's not. What do you care? I'm realizing that now. Oh, girl, please. Ever since then. Girl, you're sickening. Don't even try it. I'm seeing that now. Now? Yes. Those people, they're busted in D.C. No, exactly. They're busted. To the ones you look like are. something in the Smithsonian, bitch. Okay, please. They can pay. Tell them to pay you new, Trenny. <laughs> please. You know what? We didn't use intro yet, but I'm keeping that for B-roll because it's true. When I'm having a bad day, I'm like, yeah, you know what, bitch? Not only are you the hottest thing on the street, you're the hottest thing in the Smithsonian. Fuck yeah, the other dinosaurs. You look, you look something in the Smithsonian. What do you? What do you care about what they say? You know what I mean? Like, please, those people. You're right. They're so tired. They are okay. Again, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we're all good? Cute. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of me, myself, and I'm Joey G, Bad Bussy, whatever you want to call me. And today we have a very, very, very fucking special guest that I actually have to give a formal, formal intro to that we have written down here, and you may know it. As well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and queens, etc., etc., etc. From this day forth, we the people proclaim a moment in dance music history. The gods have blessed with a performer that will mesmerize, enchant, and intiliate your soul with these box of chocolates. Mwah. I present <laughs> the incomparable Kevin Aviance. Welcome to the show. That was so cute. Thank you. You had to. We had that to. That was like, oh my God. The, there's a guy that I knew, and he always talked like this. And he talks like that normally. Yeah. I'm Joe Uloa. And um, he always, Kevin, Kevin, darling, Kevin, darling. Uh-huh. He just talks like that. So I had to put it, when I did my first album, I, I put him on the front of this album, and I just wrote this whole thing out. And he goes, really? And I said, yes, I would just say it like that, but say it like Joe would say it. He goes, these walks of chocolate. These walks of chocolate. <laughs> Is he British? I'm assuming. No, he's, oh. he's, he's, um, he's from New York. Yeah. He's, he's Latino. Latino and black. Wow. But he's, he's wonderful. Wonder- Joey Loa is amazing. Love. He's amazing. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, who don't have taste nor just aren't educated, that is fanfare from your album. Box of Chocolates, your debut. Yes. If anything, what an excellent debut. <laughs> I was listening to it on the train yesterday on the way back from the gym, and I was like, this shit still hits. I, still you know, hits. I, I really love that album. Um, the second album I'm not really too proud of. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I did the make my mixtape, the uh, the um, Raw, yeah, that's where I think the second album should have been. Mm-hmm. I it was see. just like it was just wrong place, wrong time. It was just it. They I was, I mean, I got to work with really amazing producers mm-hmm. for the second album, but I kind of like sold myself to the devil, signed that contract and everything. So it was kind of like they just kind of like whitewashed me. And, yeah, I mean, the songs were cute and stuff, but then when I heard like one song, I couldn't even sing at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a bass baritone, and they had me like na 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 na, and I couldn't get that high. Nope. And I go hear the song, and I'm singing perfectly fine. I said, "That's not me. That's not me." That's not me saying, I can't, that, that's not me. They said, yeah, it is you. And then he went and they matched somebody's voice with mine. And Ugh. I was just like this going. It was God. like a glitter moment. Like what they did with Mariah's yeah, character. It was, like, and- it was like one of those things where I was just like, wah, wah, wah. I ended up having um, two number ones off the album. And then 
one number one off that or two yep. yeah, two off the second album and then they shelved me Gaga was just coming out and they were like they put the wrong cover on the album I had the cover already yeah. done but they didn't know how to promote me at the at the time with the um because you were with, signed to uh, uh, Interscope. No, I was signed to uh, Centaur. So Centaur, Centaur, yep. Which is a gay label, and they didn't know how to deal with me. Yeah. And I was like, are you guys kidding me? We have the end caps. This is when they had end caps at the stores and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they gave us end caps, but they, they were so nervous about putting this really beautiful picture. Instead, they put this really avant-garde, like a crazy, like, tribal thing that I did. Yep. The, the, it was, yeah, I was very evil about it. And then later on down the road, they changed the album cover to the regular one. And I'm yeah. like... Guys, what are you doing? But, you know, it was just a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, we could have just listened to the artist, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Crazy concept, please. Uh, yeah, people people need to listen to the artist more. You know, they, they artists are not sleeping, you know what I mean? We, we love the guiding, but... Um, yeah, completely. But, like, guide us with icons. Don't guide us with not being icons, you know? Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, here for business advice or business guidance things that those people are experts in whereas right. artists are experts in being artists and right. practicing their art right exactly. let the expert be the expert yeah you know so for those of you who once again who don't know kevin aviance kevin aviance is a legend an actual actual legend like i'm not just like overusing that term or being funny or trolling or whatever like i mean like this is a fucking <laughs> legend legend to our community, legend to dance music, legend to nightlife, musician, as you mentioned, fashion designer, and nightlife personality. And yeah, I'm just like still gagged and <laughs> thankful to have you on our show. But before we get into like music and dive into all of that stuff, I really wanted to start off at like the origins of Kevin Aviance because we mentioned before we started filming that you're from Virginia too. And it's funny, we have kind of in a way a very similar path yeah like i'm from the dmv area as well uh -huh. from maryland and dc lived in both uh -huh. and then i went to miami uh -huh. i did school really? there yeah i did school there and i did drag there okay so i did drag school in miami and then i did actual school, school the drag college. in miami is off the chain i don't it's care what, if you want to go learn drag like learn it properly i mean all the ends are out let a Florida queen teach you. Let I mean, they just like, they are just, they're such diehards and they're such, um, it's such a lifestyle and they don't have shame there. And they just, they just, they just do it. And, yeah. you can, and they have no problems bringing people in. I, I really am so happy that I got to meet uh, Kim Yao and, and yeah. Dora and, and um, some other kids I knew down there. And um, it's just, they really like, I was just a club kid, you know, and I yeah. really wanted to do drag. So I was TP, yeah, the T. Oh my God, Lords, TP Lords, love TP Lords. Wow, Fantasia. This girl needs to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know why she hasn't been on there yet. I don't know how. I she think knows. it's ridiculous. I really don't know how she hasn't already. All her. They need. They need to put this girl on TV. She deserves that. She, she deserves that. She's like. I'm, I wish she would get on that show. Yeah. I, I know she's tried probably. Yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. tried. But I just, I, it breaks my heart that these girls are not letting someone through that's not, just, that it could really slay it. I mean, like slay it to the next level. Completely. Really you know? take it there. Like take it there. You, you know? know what I mean? And we've only seen like certain like instances. Of right. Dolls right. that really bring drag to the next level. But I think that only happens maybe every other like 
season. I think it's or really so. sad. TP has not been on there yet. I, I've been really like upset about that whole thing. I'm like, I don't want to discourage her and talk because she's a she's not only a friend, but she's also a fan. And I yeah, just, I just wanted to be like, you know, she's so I I look up to her. I really do. I love her so yeah. much. And um, yeah. So it's just funny that we have like a similar path. Like I was doing like your research, and I was just like, <laughs> we really have like the same kind of trajectory from. DMV area to Miami to New York. So I thought that was cool. And so I wanted to start in your life growing up in Virginia. You grew up in. I had a great life growing up. Richmond. Richmond was fun. I started doing drag in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And um, how was that? What was your first time in drag? I did saying I will survive live. And um, it was on on the 45. And and, uh, the instrumental was. And I I stole my sister's dress and and heels and her platforms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wore a scarf on my head. My mom beat my face, and I still, my voice was very high at the time. And so, so I just sang the song, came out. But the funny thing about it is, like, I like to not when the, when the song starts or my show starts. I don't like being out on stage until later on, like after the, the track is run. Let the intro. So, yeah. but that's the, that was the first time I ever done that. And as she said, for some reason, I still do it to this day. So. Really? Yeah, I remember like, first I was afraid, I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. Go on, I'll go. And I come out. Exactly. And so they, you know, people were like gagging. And stuff. But I won the contest, so it was good. So Yeah, I think that's just showgirlship, yeah. if anything. Let let the audience wonder for a second what's happening. Let them gauge your attention to yeah. the stage. And then you solidify right well something comes over me too where i'm like you know i kind of like leave my body when i perform yeah i i and i don't and i don't didn't know at the time that's what it was but you know Mm. later on in life until now i just it takes me a long time to come down from a performance you know long long time yeah i was gonna ask so from that first time in drag and i saw that your inspirations were and everyone from grace to bowie to boy george when you see them and then you think about your first time in drag, did you know from the beginning, like, well, you were meant for I this? didn't know exactly mm-hmm. that it was going to be drag. I didn't know that I wanted to be a girl because that really wasn't the problem. It was just about be- packaging and packaging in a, in a pretty way, basically. Yeah. Um, was I fighting being wanting to be a girl? Or, no, I wasn't, I wasn't like a trans person mm-hmm. or, or wanting to be that. I just wanted to just, to like, perform and, and be another person, I guess. Yeah. Um, or another package or whatever mm-hmm. um i you know i had prince and michael jackson all these people that were just like in my life and i mean they were always in my life and i've seen a lot of concerts so i've seen all these shows and stuff so that always uh, all of my teenage years and everything till until i moved out um all i did was still go to concerts and listen to records so i was just like that was very important for me and um that's that's my escape in ninth grade i got a picture of boy george that passed my past my desk and I stole the picture. They they got a lot of loss. I gagged on this picture. I could it changed my life. I knew that right then and there that I wanted that. And I didn't know what that was. And mind you, I had Grace and everything already. And I had seen her in concert already. And so I was just like, but Boy George for some reason. Yeah. That just like seeing male presenting this individual. And he was gorgeous. And he was like unapologetic you know you got crazy and stuff like that but um i just that's what i wanted i didn't know exactly what it was what i wanted but i just boy george really did it to me i told him that one day at his birthday party and 
he, I don't think he really liked that too much, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I told him it was fifth grade. It was just whatever, you know. Yeah. It was just like his, I don't know what, 50th birthday or something like that. But it was really weird. It was a weird situation. <laughs> something about meeting your icon sometimes really, really uh, can mess you up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's what they always say. And like for my work, I work um, in radio and stuff like that. And they always say meeting your icons, it's either the best moment or it's yeah. the worst. And it completely yeah. Yeah. lets had, you down. I've had it both ways. So it's like. Who's been the best and worst so far? Whitney Houston was the worst. Really? Yeah, I, I died when I met Whitney Houston in Milan. And I mind you, I've seen that tour like it's like 12 times or something like that. What, what, what air Whitney it was, was this? This is uh, My Love Your Love tour. Okay. And so we are, me and a couple of girls were flown to um, Milan to do the closing party for, mm-hmm. for her tour and the party. Yeah. And uh, the hostess. So we, for Joji Cabana. So we went there and. <laughs> so I've seen Whitney in all these uh, the shows. I've seen her in Chicago. I've seen her, yep. And I sat in the same seat. Don't ask why or how. Just don't. Don't. They were just, mm-hmm. I got the seats. Anyway, so somehow, yeah. Somehow I got I got those seats. Anyway, so I was really one of these fanatic fans. Like scream, girl! Oh my god, see, yeah. they know who I am. Like just be, so when it came time to meet her, I was so I was so happy I could meet her. Mind you, I stayed, I stood in line and got my thing signed by her. I've got mm-hmm. you know I was obsessed with Whitney. Yeah, and um. <laughs> she, <laughs> So we're at the at the, the the club. We had dinner, and then we're, we're going to the club because they have like this dinner and then party and da da da. Right. And she, uh, as you see, she's with Bobby, and we're getting ready to go meet her. And she points at me. She goes, "Nope, not that one." And I was like, "No way!" <laughs> and I gagged. I was like, "Ah, ah." Like no, but point right. She said, "No, nah, not that one." I could hear it in her voice. Yeah, no, nope, not that one. Yeah, she was. I was like, oh, I was mortified. I was just. You could. I just. Aww, I was like, baby. I was like this. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What? There's nothing I could do. There's nothing yeah. I could do. And it's just like, well, okay, it's fine. Well, and so we, that plane ride back to, to New York was oh, not no. cute. I was on those, my friends, the girls, over there, they were like, I was on them like, what? I was, I was in a bad mood. You sailed back was, to the sorry, girls. states in your tears. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, yeah. So that taught me a lesson. So maybe, it, hopefully, I don't want to say hopefully it was a bad day for her, but perhaps wasn't her best moment. Maybe. It wasn't my was a moment for me at all. Like, but yeah. She chopped me like a chopped me like a ball, honey. She chopped See? me. She chopped me like a category. Bam. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, she said it's a chop. It's a chop for me. That one, chop. Not that one. We're not judging her. Nope. Put the cars down. I was chop. like, <laughs> Wow. And who was the best um interaction or meeting? uh the best one would be Which you've had a lot. Yeah. Um Janet Jackson. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Incredible. I met her in her home and uh, it was her birthday and um, they hired me to come sing Happy Country to her on her birthday. Wow. Her stylist and stuff. So I got to sing. She was coming out of her gym mm-hmm. at the Trump Tower and I was there when she came out of the, she came out of the, <laughs> out of the doors. Loading. Because she, she just finished working out. She's leaving to go on a plane like at nine in the morning. So it was early, early in the morning. 
And I go, uh, she opens the door. I go, Conti, Conti. She goes, Oh, <laughs> that was just... so. Apparently, her makeup artist at the time, Kevin O'Coin. Yep. I don't know if he was he had passed already, but um, he he played Conti the whole time. Um, every time when he did her makeup. Wow. So. This was which era, Janet? This was. This is like. This is Janet. But this is all for you. Oh, Get it? Yeah. Like two thousand one, two thousand two esque. Yeah. Ask. Uh, yeah. Wow. And then she came to see me perform. Um, I did actually. I did a command performance mm -hmm. for her at she was going to be at Splash and they we were, we were performing at, uh, me and my team were performing at Roxy that night and mm -hmm. they asked us to come over and perform for her and so we did. And wow. Then I saw her several times after that. You know, she's on tour, I'm on tour, you know, doing my club tour. She's doing her, you know, stadium tour. Right. So we have been in the same cities, same cities and Past, stuff like that. Yeah. So she's been, you know, she's just always been sweet. So sweet yeah. to me. So like incredible. She know? seems like such an angel and she's a type of performer I admire because you know, she's infamously known for being shy yeah. or reserved, but on stage, she's, oh, she's live, a right? powerhouse, you know, which like you were kind of even yeah. going to before talking about getting on stage and that adrenaline. Yeah. You know, I love seeing somebody being fully taken over by a different She's character. definitely a Jackson. I mean, in that sense. Like, yeah. You know, she's like, and that's like, that's like iconic to me. So, you know, I just, she was really sweet. Very sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. You saw the Lifetime documentary too? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was too good. Yeah, it's really good. All the B-roll of her taking the Rolling Stone shoot and uh, everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like a major time. The, the, the time was major, you know. And think about it, she's doing it now, and she looks so good. And she, you know, she's like, yep. she's like flexible. She's doing great, you know what I mean? She looks great. She's you know? dancing she's these girls down She's still. dancing, no joke, still. Still, you know? her at Essence Fest. Like, yeah. I watched that whole amazing. live stream. She lit that shit up. Uh, she really did. She really did. So she was amazing. You also worked with Madonna too. You're on the secret video, mm -hmm. which is has always and Madonna been was really cool too. Song. She's cool. She's cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I like enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting her. She was really cool. How did you get called for? Well, I I had I had to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. the real truth. Okay. So I had a one night stand the night before, or two nights before. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so me and this guy met, and uh, we whatever, and. Uh, so the next morning, uh -huh. we're at the Paramount Hotel, and um, you know that O.J. Simpson thing? It just yes. happened. So we're watching TV, da 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 Then so the next day, he gives me a call back. He goes, listen, do you have a portfolio? And I said, yeah, I have a portfolio. I need you to take it over to this to this casting director for a video. I said, oh, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is when the girls had portfolios, you know? Yep. So, and so I do that, and um, got the job, and... They called me back and very secretive about it. And mm -hmm. so they said, I said, they said, well, you got the job. And they said, okay. I said, well, who's it for? He said, mm, um, did he sign in? Yeah. I said, yeah, I signed everything. Said, yep. It was for Madonna. I was like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean Madonna? And he said, yeah. yeah, it was for the video. And I said, okay. So I couldn't really talk about anything until I did the shoot. So we did, the next day I had to go to the shoot. I had to go to Harlem, do the shoot. Mm -hmm. And... You know, they had these long nails on me. They had me like dressed yep. up like this, this, this like like a call girl, like corseted you know, like down, just, yep. just like you know this wig on and everything that I brought. And so I was like, okay. So when they, Madonna, I've been there all day. They did not film me yet, and we are and we're in the like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I've been there all morning, all day. And yep. so they said, oh, they're ready for you now. And I said, but Madonna wants to see you. And so I uh, I went to go see her, and she had these the most gorgeous. New Regan boys in her in her in her bus, and they were like sickening. I mean, talk about sickening, sickening. 
And she is this is this is this is her doing uh, the Versace thing. Like, yeah, she's wearing the Versace slings and she her mm -hmm. hair is like that bedtime story. Yeah, but yeah, that hair and the little and plump. she's a little she's that plump, but she's kind of like you know when girls get that yeah that look like it's just like. I don't know. That's, she was just. She's very bedroom. Yeah, she was very. She was extra pussy that era because right. you know she was coming off of erotica. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So she's feeling very like this is before the baby and everything. So she's mm -hmm. just, she's just like, she's really and she's a star. She's a star. She's just been on um, American Musical Awards and she read uh, Aerosmith and said. Um, yes. So I told her. I said, you know, I was really, I really loved the way you handled that. You handled it like a lady. She goes, really? I said, yeah, because people are ready for you to be upset or rude or mm -hmm. or just like be you know crass or whatever. I said, but you just you just shucked it off like nothing. I said that was really hot. She goes, thank you. And so the wow. boys, the boys, the boys are right there. I'm like this. Okay, so I'm in drag, right? And um, she goes, where's where's this, where's the where's the the costume girl? She, she, she said, come here. Why is his tit so big? She said he's not a not, he doesn't walk in the street. He's a he's a he's a high society. Yeah. She's like, what is she going with us? You know. She goes. She goes. So make him smaller. We don't have anything. She said we'll make the bra. I. She. She said. I said okay. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go because she she ordered some some soup for us. Some black bean soup that came from a restaurant. She said no no stay right here. They're gonna measure you for another bra. I said. Aww. She said and they're gonna get it done before I leave and I'm leaving soon. And I said, okay. So I stood there and just waited. So I'm sitting there like that and they're measuring me for a bra. And I'm like this, mm-hmm. And these boys are like, you know, they're looking at me. I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. And sure enough, they had that bra made. Wow. Done. Some elastic, pulled it together. Did it. They shucked that shit real fast. That's a boss. That's and a they said, boss. And they said, all that jewelry, you know the jewelry? She said, all that jewelry I had? Yeah. She said, she said, put that all that gold jewelry on him and then... You know, she said, he should look better. I want to see it before I go. And so she looked at it. She said, that's perfect. She said, don't. She, she said, you'll be fine. I said, well, thank you, girl. She said, she said no problem. I said, talk to you later. Bye. What a diva. I what mean, she was just like so, <clears throat> she was so, um, she's no joke. Yeah. She seems like a fucking you know? boss. Like even when you watch Truth or Dare, she's yeah. about, her shit. Anything yeah. that has to come close to her art, she's there to protect yeah. it and make sure it's the most refined thing before it gets. I call her lovely Madudu. Madudu. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any of her uh, shows recently? Or she's yeah, I would constantly. Yeah, I, I love it. I love. I love everything she does. Everything. Yeah. You know, she's she's an artist. I just wish Dolores had gotten it together. So mm. I wish she had asked her mom. And just do you like necessarily like following Musically. her footsteps in a way? Yeah. Like. I just think that her first her first track was not wasn't yeah it didn't do it, it wasn't a bop it was yeah a boop. I yeah it was a boop exactly I you think. And, and and that's fine but I just think your first track I just think you're 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 that girl Being you're, you're not daughter. gonna be you're not gonna be Princess Nokia you're not gonna be Jungle Pussy you're not gonna be all those girls right those girls <laughs> right. those girls are not to be messed with okay Love. those are those are those are those are like that that is the new wave okay completely and I understand what she's trying to do but you also Madonna's daughter yeah and you need to you need to ask and you need to. Know your power, girl. Use those connections because you are you are that girl, and yeah. you could be that girl. Yeah, and don't don't wait until don't wait until the third single to get there. Get it done now. Now, exactly. You're the actual. And why you change your name? You're Lourdes. 
Period. Lourdes is cute. What is she going by She's now, like, Lola? Lo, 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 I don't know. Something weird. It's just weird. Either Lola or Lourdes. Even Lourdes is such a Lola's name. fine, but Lourdes is sick. Lourdes is so sickening. It's sickening. And, and so, she doesn't even have to worry about the whole Lourdes, know, I just, Lord. I just, think, I just think she's just like, you know, she's trying so hard not to be who she is. And I'm mm. just like, girl, you can't change that. You are who you Shit. are. See, it's like, like... you is, you is, you is, girl. <laughs> if I was fucking Madonna's daughter, I would let... Kindly. Kind. I would let everybody know <laughs> that I'm Madonna's daughter and no, you don't even have to do that. She doesn't even have to do that at all. It's just like she could just be, but just you know, she can dance, she can sing, she can do all yeah. this stuff. I just don't understand why she's is not having the bop. She she needs the bop. She needs to. And it's not like Madonna hasn't worked with everything. She needs at a bop point. A, you girl, you need a Alrighty. bop. Okay. I don't care if it, I don't care if it's a slow jam or whatever kids be what I need a bop. A fucking Bob. Sorry, you need some. You need people to remember that stuff. I, I can't remember this last one. All I remember is that she was next to a graveyard. Exactly. That's the only thing I remember too. I saw the thing on Instagram. And, a, and you did a split in the um in the in the ocean, and no one can see. Yeah, I was like, <clears throat> do I want to go to Spotify and actually go. listen to this? I was like, no. I was like, I'll put like, it on Ray. Of I Life. wanted. To, I was so ready for it. I was like, um, because I've been saying over and over, this girl's going to turn in, and maybe she did turn it. Maybe I'm just uh, too old and I'm not getting mm. it. Okay, girl, fine. Tell me I'm old, and that's fine. But I know one thing: a bop is a bop. Exactly. Honey. You, I mean, <laughs> you've top charts a few times. You I want to know a bop. I want a bop or two. And it's summertime. I want a bop. Yeah. <laughs> Buy all the sad songs and shit. Like, like leave that for the fucking fall when yeah. like the daytime right, right, savings right, 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 changes right, right, happen right. or whatever. So then I could cry at fucking four p.m. and it's dark. Like I, I want that first round. The first song needs to be a. Something. I want to twirl in my little she, skirt. She can like do. She can even do Latin music. She can do anything yeah. she wants. Like you know, she would have been great if she did reggaeton. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It would have been hot for her. But anyway, just anyway. enough about her. Enough about yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll talk. To, I'll t I'll handle Lourdes when she comes. I love but you, Lourdes. We love her though. Bop, always, though. You're always welcome. Yeah, love the song. <laughs> great song. We love it. Streaming it every second. Oh God. But what was your transition like from the? DC drag scene, Miami drag scene into music. Like what? Uh, was, I, I fell into it. Um, okay. It was a. It was. I was asked to sing. Uh, I was asked to do country actually, and yep. um, I threw another gentleman, and this other gentleman introduced somebody else, and so they just you know, and I went for the went for the actual recording, heard the track, and loved it, and that's how it happened. So it was you know. Things were going really well. I was lip syncing everything. I was just doing everything. I mean, I was nightclub girl and, and everything was fine. Everything's great. And it's just something to add to the roster of things I could do. And um, this, this song, Kunti, was like, uh, was such a, a something. I, I such a seed that I planted, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and I knew the power of the song. I knew the power of what it meant and everything because it was such an underground hit. And, I knew that it represented a lot for a lot of people yeah. and it represented a lot for a lot of people that aren't here anymore. Um, that were just like, that were cunty, you know what I mean? Um, it represented a lot, the time, the era, the, the, the late nineties, like it was just, mm -hmm. I'll never forget that moment, you know, yeah. doing, and then hearing it for the first time in a nightclub. Um, now to down to present date, it's just kind of like, you know, I never stopped being Kanti. I never stopped doing Kanti. I never stopped performing Kanti. Okay. I just always done Kanti. Kanti has been like a mainstay. But I, you know, you 
you wonder if you're your record anymore. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. your record anymore. And, you know, I've grown up. I've, I've not that, I'm not, and am I cunty still? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Could I pass it on somebody? Yeah, I could have. What it be? That's not really my job to do any of that. It's just yeah. now I'm realizing that. Um, it's kind of like, that's the way I was talking beforehand. And then, right. then something like this happens with, with, um, with um, Pure Honey. Yeah. And uh, I gagged. Yeah, like, I was gonna ask you all about that. Yeah, and, and so this journey of Kunti yeah. has been so major in the sense of like I never ever mm-hmm. imagined that to be like things are just a flash in the pan. This is not about a flash in the pan. This is about this is about a a movement, I guess, yeah. or some sort of like underground religion. I don't know. No, it's, I agree it's, completely. It's really like it's really like it's really it's amazing. I think it's like the second iteration of its own movement, if that makes sense, because it had its movement before when it came out, but now it's meaning something new. Even before Beyonce sampled it, like kids were putting it in like the background of like TikTok songs and stuff like that. Like it always stood out even throughout like my whole clubbing journey. So and it's it's part of ballroom culture. So, you know, which is is like a beauty, the most beautiful thing in the world to be being part of that. Mm-hmm. And and you know hearing all these other tracks that kids have done and you know they use the sample to to just do do, do their riffs and stuff yeah that's beautiful you know what I mean because in the ballroom me walking in a ball I was chopped too many times and it was chopped 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 chop, chop. so but so know the ballroom yeah. have taken my music and used that as the thing that's that's been my tent yeah it's been incredible yeah that's that's an amazing contribution alone and I was thinking about ballroom too when I was listening to the song. And think about how important it is to the culture, especially now it's kind of, I don't want to say like it's coming back because it's never fucking left. Yeah, but never it's, I like that it's accessible to more now. Like yeah. they have um, like OTA. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not such a um, shh thing anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Which and is, yeah. It's like, you know, you want to come out, you want to, you're, 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 you're brown or you're mm-hmm. special looking or crazy looking yeah. or you're like, you, you got three legs longer than the other legs or yeah. whatever. Whatever. Kids. The ballroom. Is a great place to go to get you together. Yeah. You know, because they will get you together and they will show you community. They will show you camaraderie. They will show you um, a, a, a sense of, of uh, mentorship, I guess. You know what I mean? I and, agree completely. And the ballroom has stars in it. I mean, stars, stars. that will gag stars. you. You Some that I mean? have more star power than the stars that we see on billboards right. and They're MTV. So entertaining and the way they stars. speak and the yeah. way they the girl, you will learn, you will get your life. Yeah. Because you will see something that you will never ever see before. I mean, I've seen them bring bring out a um, a little like a budding uh, trans girl, mm-hmm. you know? And she's just like, she's just like, you know, after she's gone through what she's gone through, yeah, now she's being introduced like a like a debutante ball. Yes. They introduce her to the ballroom. Her they put her in an birth. Egg, oh. and she jumps out of an egg like chips out of it and she jumps out and she lays down on the ground it was the most beautiful yeah. thing i've ever seen in my life yeah people don't understand like the message behind that and oh how important God. that is to that person Seeing this beautiful black like goddess yeah. come out of this egg and just yeah bam you know like amazing yeah complete like a complete rebirth and that's the thing like we love pose we love all that but Ballroom isn't just like kicking and cockeying and not just like no. cute outfits and it's performances. It's like these things and same thing as drag as well. Like these performances mean something right. to people. Right. You know, like you have 
either a category or a few minutes the, to perform a the song. The artistry, the 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 the, the, the attention to detail that they go into, amazing. Yeah, there's like, yeah. bravo, guys. Like it's Completely. just like you you know when I when I'm thinking like you know they go on the other side of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think I just love it. And I, love I it mean, so much. it's no wonder that the industry on a mainstream level depends on those kids yeah for what's new you know what kills me about no. the whole thing i what really what i love about the whole thing is that yeah they are they are controlling their ballroom they're keeping their ballroom they're not allowing anybody to just come in and just snatch it like they are they are they're so they're soldiers and sergeants yeah. and 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 um mothers and fathers that 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 are really respected and they take hold and they take care of that ballroom and they yep. don't allow anyone to just come and just do whatever they want. And I, I respect them so much for that. Yeah, because the family element is really important to entertaining the culture of it as well. Because as much as, you know, we want to give and see our culture thrive in the mainstream, we also want to keep it to ourselves. And it, keeps, we don't kid, and it keeps the kids alive, I think. You know what I mean? I agree completely. I think the kids are not, you know, whether it be through um, through age of wellness or... Mm -hmm. or or just any kind of awareness yeah. and and saying I was just saying it gives you hope you know that that uh, that I too can be just as fierce you know what I mean or I, I agree strive to work towards something and that to me is the most important thing especially being for the black and brown community one hundred percent I think it's it's so important that we um that we be there for the young kids as young gay kids and young trans gay people and I agree you know because things are not the same you know what I mean so yeah. Completely. And like, for me, how I see it, it's like, you know, already this world, this system that we're all living in, it isn't built for those kids, unfortunately. It wasn't, it's not built for those kids like yeah, us. Yeah. It's not built for those brown and black yeah, kids. But, but eventually, sooner or later, that architect. Oh, that is going to come that crumbling down. It's going to be, it's going to be built by those people. Exactly. And then those people are going to be the ones that, that are going to be, have, that are going to understand that building. And when they build that architecture, then when it goes up to the sky, yep. those kids are going to be right there. And, and it's happening. Exactly. You know I mean? It's happening. Exactly. And, um, I just think it's really important. You know, I call this, I call this the new, you know, since uh, her album came out, um, she literally put us back into a, a, a new renaissance. A new renaissance. And, you know, if anyone knows anything about renaissance, you know about the Harlem Renaissance. This is like, yes. this is a very heavy black gay presence yes. in the Harlem Renaissance that has linked, you know, James Baldwin and then, 100%. you know, um, kind of can go on and on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Basquiat, like yeah. he wasn't queer from what we know, right. but he was a exactly. part of it. Yeah, for sure. And so... I just think that right now we're living in that renaissance and it's I think just so like too. the music, the, the ballroom, the, everything. This thing is is like so much bigger. It's yeah. going to be talked about after the fact. You know 100%. what I mean? So this is not just, and that's not, it's not a fad. It's a, it's nope. a, it's a moment. And it's you know just I mean? the beginning of the It's just the beginning of it. Yeah. So I think excited. we're in the, I think we're in the thrushes of it. I agree. You know, I think after Renaissance came out and, and actually got the, you know, someone, someone was telling me the other day, he said, oh, we're giving this Black Boy Joy. I said, exactly, Black Boy Joy, Black yes. Boy Joy. Like, Black Boy Joy. And, then, and I said, was well, that like the Black Girl Magic? They said, yeah, but Black Girl Magic kind of like, it, it appeals to all girls. Yeah. But Black Boy Joy is somewhat about the black community, the, the homosexual, the, the gay experience. Yeah. More, you know, it could be about everyone. Yeah, but, completely. But since, you know, we have these problems in our community that's kind of like, right. Um, that's what Black Boy Joy is. And so it's, it's just amazing. You know, I just, yeah. I, I just, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy yeah. to be part of it. And I'm happy it's that, uh, that, uh, it's happening. 
yeah it's fucking happening finally and it's that's what i love about nightlife and stuff and going to ballroom or going to drag nights just seeing these people go up on stage and there's something so unparalleled and powerful about seeing somebody in their element mm -hmm. feeling like a superstar in that moment it doesn't matter how they feel the rest of the day they might have had the shittiest day ever but when they're walking <clears throat> their category when yeah. they're performing their number they've rehearsed yeah. in the corner of when you're when you're when you when you when you feel fab you feel fab you, I mean, yeah no one should ever take that away from you you should feel no fab. one especially if you're on point if you're on point everything's like you know you worked hard and over kids to be and you feel your essence and then feel it honey and you yeah. deserve that you know what i mean and you know there's ups and downs but For sure. um it's just um, and i still go through it to this day I, yeah i i go through i go through my little depressions every time i perform so it's kind of like you know that's 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 a given that mm. things like that happen you know do you have like not like do you have but do you kind of experience like performers anxiety still at this point in your um, yes i do okay so, till this day yeah is it on like a technical level like it's you're more it's about... more of like i get really really nervous like, and then really nervous beforehand and then i go on and then i could like be even more like kind of like i really don't hit it right away you know hit yep. my performance and then finally i'm in it and then so hard for me to come down like i'm riding high and then i'm just whether i'm djing whether i am Perform when I'm performing and DJing at the same time, that's when it's the ultimate, I think, for me. And then, because that's just recently happened, and I could not come down for hours. Like, it was just like, I just could not come down. Then finally, I came down. I was like, oh my God, that was so tiring. I was so tired. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it was really, really, I was really, it was like up here. Like, yeah, because I mean, DJing is so technical too. So while you're performing at the same time, DJing, you're worrying about controlling everything. If something fucks up, unfortunately, it's your fault and it comes down to you. So it's probably like weaning off that control once you're done and you're off stage. One thing I love, is and because I used to do drag in Miami, I did drag mm -hmm. for like three, four years. I'll do it between Miami and DC. I love a second number. Like my first number <laughs> will be cute. My first number will be cute. But baby, that second number is everything because yeah. the adrenaline and that kind of like in the zone and that goneness sure. of being on stage. It's there that first number, but once I hear the applause and I hear the reception. Have you after, started doing do you do you sing or dance or anything like that? What's that? Do you sing or dance or anything like that? I you, sing casually and I did dance in high school, but I'm on So why don't you you should you should start I really should. You should just develop your own act. You know what I mean? That's lip sync is great. Don't get me wrong. Lip sync is one hundred percent. I I can lip sync my ass off. I love to lip sync. Yeah. But I, a lot of times with people, um, you're in New York City, so this is the land of performance art. So you yeah, know, you can do anything. You can do spoken words. You can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, if you're as as beautiful as you are now in drag, so uh, I would be you. like, I think I don't really think you would have to do much, but just, just you're right. <laughs> I was oh, I was so pussy, like so pussy. It's it's. Really really wild it's obvious you're so pussy <laughs> so pussy especially like closer i got to like the kind of hiatus in my drag career that's when i was getting the pussiest if anything you guys have no you gotta see this bitch's face it's really killing me i can't take it anymore it's like is that a highlight or is that really your chin <laughs> no anyway. that's really my chin and this is really my sweat <laughs> you're making me feel you're gassing me up because i'm really I really, really, I'm really over this bitch day, but <laughs> this is gonna get me through the rest of the week i'm really Thank just goodness. sitting here as this interview looking at this bitch i'm like this wow okay well anyway moving egyptian on egyptian greatness here <laughs> and pure honey voice crack on that was sexy but yeah i don't know i just i just love barm and i love drag and nightlife in general i think that i wanted to talk about 
I just think it's so important. Nightlife to, I guess, like straight people is just like going out to a bar. Yeah, because they, have, they either have kids to go to or they have, you know, work. Yeah. But it's, like, it's, not, it's not a culture for them. And unfortunately, if yeah. it is a culture for them, then they are actually hanging out with the gay folks. Exactly. So it's like, you know. And everywhere um, to straight people is a safe space. And which is which is fine. Which is know? fine. Which is fine, you know. But um, I, I think New York has gone through a really uh, traumatic time because it's not really in the city it's mostly in brooklyn now mm -hmm. so and, and thank god for brooklyn thank you brooklyn thank, thank god for brooklyn, brooklyn. yeah um it took me a while to hook onto it because i was not having it yeah first. you're a manhattan diva for I mean, me yeah i'm a Manhattan queen uh -huh. it's not in new york i don't want it i don't want it not in new york girl or the six i have gone to brooklyn now i've been in brooklyn i will travel to brooklyn i'm fine yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Brooklyn turns it. Yeah, Brooklyn is everything. Brooklyn is having a really fun time right now in terms of nightlife. And they have parties dedicated to the comfort, happiness. Streets. Yeah. Like, uh, like a whole street yeah. with no line signs. On the, it's a new time of, new time of party. Like, I love it. The kids are very into the music. The They're kids. very... Uh, very knowledgeable about things. They, I mean, they, they do these little parties like Han. Do you heard about Han show? Yes, and I have. Like, yep. girl, like these festivals and stuff. Like, I got Poppy Juice 2, Bushwig. Yeah, I like Bush, Bushwig. Oh Bush my God. What a huge. What? Like, Going on year 11 of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Having all these big headliners and everything as well. It was well. so funny. The first, time, the first time I ever had um, any kind of thing to do with anybody that was from Brooklyn, mm -hmm. it was I saw this queen perform and she had flip-flops on. And I was mortified. During was, her number. During her number. But you know what? That was her drag. Yeah. It, yeah. Was just, it was just a drag. And I was gagging. I was just like so like. Oh, girl, what's that? But then I realized and said, okay, Kevin, you're an old fuddy-duddy. You need to stop this mm. shit, bro. You know, but it was interesting. Very interesting. That's what I love about scenes like the Brooklyn drag scene as well as like the Miami Winwood scene is that those are the places that break the rules because back when I was starting drag, it had to be a pleaser. Yeah. And then I would go to parties in Winwood in that RT district in Miami and I'd see girls performing. It was a sneaker, but it was a fierce sneaker. Right, right, I right. say. And I first was puzzled, and I would just be like, okay, I'm glad their arches are supported, but this is different. And then I thought about it, and I thought about the look and the vision, and I was like, you know what? That's her thing. Right. And it's fierce. Yeah. If that's your fucking thing, go for it. Yeah. There really are no rules. There are no rules. No, yeah. there really aren't. And that's what drag was started on originally. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't there the day drag was born. But uh, in, in 1453, girl. No, I wasn't even a sperm in the <laughs> yet at that point. No, not What's even. Yet. You mean Kabuki theater? Or you mean uh, Shakespeare? What do you? Yeah, mean? right. Honestly, very good point because drag does go. Yeah, that far too. It's it's been everywhere. If it's, it's everywhere. There's not. A, there's not it's everything. A, there's really not a culture that doesn't have some form of man in a dress yeah. for some reason. Um, I mean, the Burdash Indians. I mean, they have the the they they uh, at birth you decide whether you're a squaw or a soldier. So you know, yeah. they go, they look at you, they're like, oh, that's a squaw and this is a soldier. You know, and that's incredible. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's drag is uh, drag is definitely a. Um, a vessel for those that are feeling themselves i guess yeah. i don't know <laughs> you know and, yeah. just, and just want to express themselves and be like you know yeah and it's a mindset if anything like that sounds so head-ass and cliche but it's true like i know rupaul is a quote you're you know you're born naked the rest is drag but it really is true yeah. especially like days like today this morning was fucking hectic wild i had my sister over love her but like we were doing a bunch of shit i woke up late tired as fuck 
thinking about this interview today. And I'm like, I need to look good. I need to do my outfit. Da, da, da. I wanted to paint a face, all this shit like that. And I was like, you know what, girl? Just put on the cutest outfit you can to work. Throw on your glasses, even though it's four in the morning. I get up because I work in a morning radio, so it's dark okay. and I'm going to work. But I'm like, still, nonetheless, these glasses make you feel fierce. Put the glasses on, <laughs> put on Renaissance, and you're too kind. Nobody yeah. can touch you yeah. and just go. Yeah. And I had a fucking productive, fantastic ass day. Yeah. And I think that's what drag is. Put yeah. on your armor yeah. and go. It is. Put on your armor and go. It's exactly what it is. You know? And then take it off and remembering that it's still there. Now, there's, the there's, if you're doing a performance and you make the armor even fiercer. You know, oh, completely. You know. Maybe a rhinestone, maybe a tight, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a fish net, perhaps, if anything, maybe a wig, if that's your choice or yeah. anything. But, um, I was about to say, I wanted to. No, you just got lost in translation. What was that? You just got lost in translation. Because I, I was that. thinking about a lot. I, I thought about my morning. I was just like, oh, Jesus. And then I was looking at this screw too. And I was like, I know. I'm I was just, like, is that on, is that loose too? Because I'm that type of way too. I'll just like play with things yeah. while I'm talking. Like my bracelets, I keep these on and I just sit. Yeah. And tug and tug and tug. I'm the worst. I'm just like, I, whenever I talk and stuff, I, I do that. I grab other things because mm -hmm. I, can, yeah, I can go on my tangents. So it's been like a coping message, a coping message yeah. mechanism for me. Whereas these interviews, because I can just go on my tangents forever and ever. I'm in and we've like forgotten where we were. So. But we love a tangent though. I, I think a tangent. Some children don't, girl. They're like, girl, shut up. <laughs> I just don't think they're in for a great story or yeah. for a good time. I don't know. Mariah always goes on tangents and calls them moments. And I'm like, you know what? That's my mother. Did you, so. did you hear a book? Yes, I did. Did you hear the audio book? It's did I, everything. Did I listen? listen. Her audio book is listen. everything. She needs a Grammy for that audio book. In my 25, I say this every time somebody brings up the book. She's, where is she? She's right there. And so is Janet. But in my 25 years of digesting pop culture, listening to her memoir and like i've been a pop culture like similar to you like we're nerds for it too. <laughs> you know grew up watching trl i'd run home from the bus to watch trl to watch britney to watch janet and everyone be on it but her memoir has been my favorite digest digestible piece of pop culture it's really good it's because it is it is a fucking journey and i'm no fucking author nor i may be a communications major but not that literate but that book her is are the audio, the, 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 audio book, the audio book. Oh my God. I go back and listen to it on the Audible app whenever I feel like listening to a story. Like yeah. as if she's like my grandma and I'm like, read me a story before bed. And I always listen to the Shook Ones chapter when she's talking about <laughs> her moment with Derek Jeter. And oh my God, that story makes me one, so horny. And two, just so faithful for love or whatever, but also just so comforted because she yeah. just, it's such a comforting story to. Yeah, I've done her hair to. once. You have? Yeah, I did. For what event or for what? She, she, she was having a Halloween party and um, my friend was there to do her hair. And he, my friend brought me with him because he knew I was a queen. And so he brought me with there. He said, she, he wanted me to do, um, she wanted this, she wanted her hair really, really big. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I could do it because I'm a hairdresser by trade. And so, so she, but they, I get there and we're in this little, like this place before the Halloween party. And I'm thinking I'm going to the Halloween party too. And uh, so she comes in, we do her hair and everything, put the, we put these pieces in her and da, 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 da. And then I tease the fuck out of her hair, like tease, like it's like yeah. huge. Cause she wanted to look like a little pussy, like a Persian pussycat. When was this? I don't know exactly. Okay, I'll figure it out later. Um, but so she wanted to look like a big, big pussycat. So it was like this Persian pussycat that she had with her. So it was her and the, the little cat. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We just teased this wig out, teased these pieces out that she had, but she brought out the hair and the hair was in this uh, 
all the hymns in a um, you know, yep. thing. How was she? How was that experience? Oh, she was fab. She's fab. Yeah. Mariah's fab. She's fun. She, everyone, you she know. She beat her face lovely. She, she knows how to do makeup and everything. She's so fab. I mean, she, I was shocked about her. She's very, she's very girl. You know, she's a very she's a girl girl. A girl's girl. And she's really pretty. And she's like, you know, this, maybe, I don't know if she's had her this done or not, but she she's just very like, you know, like. It, Good posture, yeah. everything to tell. Um, her voice is really sweet. She's a really sweet, but it's deep. Like a, like a. She has uh, that uh, tone. Yeah. yeah. I love her voice. And uh, she's a pretty girl. I like Girl. her. Yeah, people that don't get the Mariah fantasy are just boring. Yeah, to me, there's a story they always not tell. for you, sis. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly, you don't like entertainment. Like, there's a story that people always tell about her at work because in our hallways we have pictures of like celebrities and stuff like that that have been at our festivals, and she's performed at them before. Mm -hmm. And the photo they had in the front lobby of the building wasn't. I'm not gonna say it was a bad picture because there's no such thing when it comes to Mariah. But knowing Mariah, it's not a picture she would approve of. AKA, it was taken at this angle. Ooh, you know her. Yeah. This angle with good lighting. And it was neither of the such. And so everyone there knows I'm a huge Mariah fan. And every time I bring up her, they see me. They're just like, you know, one time she had us move that picture down to the bathroom because she didn't like it. Uh, they said she came in and was like, oh, we need to get rid of that and find a better picture. And so they moved it right by the bathroom oh. and they replaced it with a gorgeous photo and every time i go to the bathroom i'm like hey mom <laughs> she's she's a kiki which i love control yeah. your control your image in reading her memoir and her makeup artist christopher yeah it was a sweetheart sweet sweet sweetheart i remember running into him somewhere in the city like last summer i yeah. walked by him and i was like he's such a sweetheart he's a, such a sweet guy he seems like an angel and oh, i love ria that memoir was insane. I was going to ask you something else before the <laughs> memoir, but um, you're getting me all twisted and everything. <laughs> all these lovely you know tangents. I mean? No, I but we you. love it though. Let's just go back to, let's just go back to, cool. okay, Kevin Aviance. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Aviance and Kevin Aviance only. Yeah, I know my question I was about to ask you. Um, how did you align with the house of Aviance? Um, through, through, through one, um, he saw me at, we were at a bar at this club called Tracks in DC. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a long hair at the time. And uh, I, I called the Naomi Campbell party down the middle, yep. long down, you know, but really bad weave at the same time. It was just kind of like, cause I just found out what bonding glue was. And so, did you just take two tracks and? Well, that's how I started. I started with two tracks, but then by the time I finished, I had three, four bags. <laughs> you know what? Fierce. And so, my party's in the middle, and just like, whatever. It was really, really. It's all about oil sheen in those days, and so very slick and black, and yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, Juan. So um, Juan uh, saw me and was just like, "Do you want me in the house? Is it okay?" So we were called the House of Power first, and then mm -hmm. he had some vision come over to him and said, "We were called the House of Aviance." Is that okay? Fine. So we tried to find my, we tried to find a drag names, but we couldn't find drag names for me. We couldn't yeah. find anything for me, and so I was just going to carry my Beyonce. And then finally, when I started doing drag, I was like, I need a drag name. So my first drag name was Grape Soda. That's kind of kind. That's very <laughs> kind. Grape Soda. <laughs> And then that, that that didn't stay like that for a while. So mm -hmm. I just went back to Kevin Avian, So I see. Yeah. Back when I was starting drag. Really, really huge breast. I wore lingerie. Really? It's like like five weeks at one time. 
<laughs> like which I, is still hot. The, the mud flap girl was like back in my was the was the was the thing was my thing. Was that thing, yeah. I love the mud flap girl. That mm -hmm. that girl that's sitting in her hair was like this, and she's sitting uh -huh. like this. I love that thing. So I just so my thing was that I didn't love sil silhouettes. So but when the light hits it, it's like whoa, exactly. <laughs> It's like the idea of painting really hard offstage. Then once the light comes on, then it's, it's like, like, oh, that, okay. Like the fantasy. The, like the fantasy is new. That's not a fantasy anymore. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big fantasy. That's a big girl. That's, that's a big girl. That's a big girl. That's a big girl. That's a, that's a big girl. Like double Ds. <laughs> we love a good double D, though. We love a good. So who were some of your friends growing up in the drag scene at the time like who would you consider your drag sisters? oh my god um in all scenes new york dc philly not philly miami why did i say philly i'd say um so we, we we used to fly down the kids from bring the kids down from new york all the time so man lapore was always someone i've known for a very yeah. long time um uh god i mean this man is like the longest one i've known like personally no kidding me out of course and right Adora, um um, there's other queens too, like the they're not around anymore. Veronica or oh, Victoria C. Snow from Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. She's, the Snow Children, all the Snow Children were like I, they were like they were like my favorite. Yeah, um, Snow family. Christmas Snow was the mom, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just you know what I found out is that in every city in in the um, United States, yeah, there's a black queen ruling it. I know it sounds really strange, audience, but when you're in the drag scene, it's like there's the girls, girls and the black girls. <laughs> and the black girls are just usually like, there's so much shows going on, so much things going on, mm -hmm. and they got your back and everything. They're just such a kiki. And so I like met a lot of them, and um, it was just nice to, to, to see people like me, I guess, yeah. in drag and and being, being in there, being in that energy, in that, that place, you know what I mean? Representation is very important. Matters. And, um, yeah. and during that time, it was kind of like, I didn't understand that before, but it wasn't, it was very, very important for me. Yeah. I just didn't know we had names. You for felt it. comfort when you were around them when you'd see them perform, but you yeah. couldn't put that And word. the performance would come on. The performances yeah. would be like, just out of this world. Like, you know. Those girls turn. From radio to whatever. And then it came down to really wearing a gown and all this other stuff. These yep. girls would just bring it. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's, you know, and not to mention, not to say that the other girls don't turn it out. Yeah, That's not sure. what I'm saying. I'm not saying but that at all. They turn out just as fierce too, you know. I agree. Um, I just had this thing for, you know, the sisters. Yeah. All, you know. And that's the thing. I the think. Dolls. The dolls are everyone. But just, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say. But yeah. Yeah. I think, and that like kind of reminds me, I think a lot of people when it comes to drag, people get kind of used to the idea, especially now with like drag race and everything. It's kind of like diluted the term and just like the art of like pageant queens, mm -hmm. particularly Southern pageant queens, particularly uh, black. And unfortunately in queens. America, things are yeah. very black and white. Yeah. So in other countries, it's not like that. No, not at all. They don't even, they don't they even don't talk care. this way. It's ridiculous. They don't care. Whereas here they're like, oh, they're like an a yeah, they don't, they don't even talk. It's only queen. in America that people talk like this, and so when you're American, you can't help to, but talk the way I talk, you know, yeah. because it's just the way things are. Right. In Europe or anywhere else, you know, Canada, whatever, it's not black queen or white queen. It's just a queen. You Those know what I mean? So, you know, it's yeah, things are changing, but Completely. it's kind of like you know, it's it's, it's it's like we take a look back and we see all these rules that we've, or we not even saying like us, but our own sub communities have kind of put 
just out of what and we're just like yeah why why are these here why are these you're, labels? you can't you, you categorize yeah. because there's so many categories and the categories are put up by people and and so you yeah. put people in spots you know i get read for it sometimes every now and then you're like no we're not this we're not this and said, okay girl well, well you're definitely a defiant queen aren't you you know you're not really you're not a realistic queen are you you know because because not a practical you know, queen you know, aren't some you? drag is political some isn't yeah you know unfortunately every time a black queen gets involved in drag it's political it's a political statement you know? yeah you know but no i just I, I don't know i just have such a love for those pageant queens yeah. like i i think they're so important because i think about queer history a lot queer nightlife history and drag history a lot and i mean do you know jarvis is just uh what's her name um barbie uh I never met her, but she's like Miami Queen. No, she's a pageant queen. She's a Giselle Gerald. What's her name? The name is very familiar. She looks. She looks fish. She just won the like top pageant performing in Thailand last year. I know who you're talking about. Oh my Thailand. god, stunned. This girl. Oh my god, she's everything. I know exactly who you're talking about. She does said this thing of Whitney Houston's. Um, and are you ready for? Are you? Are you? Um, uh, are you really ready for love, yep. boy? Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> this performance of this song—it's like it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. She's so amazing. Those girls over there shut it down. Yeah, yeah. too. Even like Pangina, she was at three dollar bill yeah. a few weeks ago. She's incredible. Yeah, incredible. she's incredible too. What's your favorite Whitney song or album? Now that you brought up Whitney, that just but for Whitney song and album. Yeah, uh, my favorite Whitney song is. Or just I really favorite. love, I really, really love all the albums. Completely. Completely. Like all of them, except for the last one. I just, just whatever, I just don't yeah. like. Just, but I love, I even love the um, uh, Dear John, like Dear John, Dear John, that album, I call it a druggy album, but yeah. that album is like really weird. It's pretty cringy, but it's really good. But I love her singing You Light Up My Life on the last album. I yes. love her singing, um, <clears throat> I love her singing, um, I love her singing um, My Man. I'm not my man. Um, um, all the man I need. All the man I need. Yeah. That whole album. That's the album I thought she was like, what? I think she's more like lesbian in that album for some reason. I'm your baby tonight. Yeah. 100%. It's just something about that motorcycle or her. The like, cover, that, right. That, it's just like, you know, Robin was doing, doing the job. Doing like, something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Love her for life. I mean, I'm just, I'm just talking, you know what I mean? And um, and then, I, you know, it's so emotional. That whole, the second album was really good. It was very, very, Level Save the Day is a big favorite of mine. Level Save the Day. The acapella, like the Latin acapella of that song. It's just so joyous. So cool, joyous. Yep. Um, and then, uh, then I had the, you know, the first love album. The first album was just, just you know, her and that um, Jojo Sanjiya, Jojo Dress. Yeah. You know, that gorgeous she's just, cover. And that face is just like, I remember seeing her in concert in Richard Virginia at the mosque. And she was just her. She had a sweater dress on. She had her hair tied up in a little uh. bun on top. And she has this little sweater dress on. And she comes out, she sings the album from beginning to end. And she leaves stage. And she was so perfect. She just, she sang each song. And it was incredible. Mm -hmm. I was just Bone like, what? Her face, her body, the heels and everything. Uh. She's like, God, we've never seen this before, you know? She has that one performance. I think it was some type of tribute to, like, the soldiers or yes. something. Oh, yeah, she yeah, does yeah, all yeah, the man yeah. I need. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I watch that, like, yeah. every other yeah. week. Yeah. And it is Whitney at her 
yeah. peak. Dude like body suits with the eggs. the red, uh huh, with the, the off the, the shoulder. The, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's everything. <laughs> my favorite part of that is when the saxophone solo hits. Did you ever see the DC one? Her in DC. Yeah. She has the short hair. Yeah. It's such a good album. Such, such a good concert. Such a good show. Yeah. yeah. Concert. I'm your baby tonight's my favorite yeah. Winnie project because like she was just in the best way possible. She was just so down bad for yeah. Robbie. Like she was so in love or, yeah. or or fucking Robin, who knows? But it's just such a, like I love my partner album and I don't care how crazy yeah. I sound type vibe to it. And I love it. My name I, is- I wouldn't like this movie that's gonna come out, but I'm like, I don't know. She, she, it looks a little, it was a little crazy. I think, and that's the thing. I that think- That girl looks like she's like, she's got deer in headlights is playing her. I'm just like, she's like- oh. <laughs> Yeah, the speaking voice is very great, but it's like everything else I'm like, when it's Whitney, I'm like, it either has to be 200% flawless yeah. or we're not doing it at right. all. You cannot just, just I just, I just don't think, the, I, I just think that. they need to approach it a better way. Just like Diana Ross approaches the Lady Sings the Blues. Like, you don't have to look like her. Just give me her, you know, exactly. if you can. Give me, give me the essence of her. Don't don't yeah. try to be like her, you know what I mean? I just think, yeah. you know, Diana Ross was never going to be Billie Holiday, but she, that, that. that but she Lady, turned it nonetheless. Lady Sings the Blues is the most, one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. it's such a good movie. It's such a great movie. Yeah, um, I was gonna, man, that reminded me of when you said Diana and then you said Billy Ross. That reminded me of um, a friend I have back in DC that I'm trying to think if you know them. Do you know Billy? Yeah, I know Billy Ross. From yes. Secrets? Yes. Uh, I love Billy. Yeah, I do know Billy. I love Billy. Just remind, I just saw her face in my head and I just smiled. There used I to be another queen named Toy. Did you know Toy? I think so. Toy, I don't think she's around anymore, but she's tall, skinny, skinny, skinny. skinny. Yes. Her name was Toy. She Toy. used to do Ross, and she used to do a fierce Ross. Ross was like, girls used to do Ross, like they do uh, Beyonce now, so, mm -hmm. back in the day. So Those ones. Yeah. All right, and I have two more questions for you, because I think our studio times are up. I <laughs> have my engineer doing too much, but... Um, at this current moment, whether it's here locally in New York, Brooklyn, or the world, who do you think is the moment in drag? In drag? Like the current, like, it girl. Like if you were to be like, that's the one y'all need to watch out for, who would it be? Um... I say the it girl for me would be the girl. She, I think she's on Paris. She's the head girl from Paris, the Paris RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Her name is Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll. I think Nikki Doll to me is like she brings it because she is not catty. She's not jealous. She's not. She's like, for, she has her thing. Yeah. But she's just something about Nikki Doll. And I just recently hung out, I've been with her. Um, Nikki Doll is like, the stars. And then there are, there are like, like constellations. She's a constellation to me. Mm -hmm. She is a galaxy. She is a. Um, Beyond a star. She is like, she's like. She's like a black hole you're gonna get lost in. She's going, mm. she's like a, she's like a, like, don't think you're gonna know what this girl's gonna do. Yeah. But don't, 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 don't try to figure it out. Just be ready for it. And Chachka and, and, and um, 
Violet Chachki. Violet Chachki. Her aesthetic to me is so fetish to the point that it's like, it's not drag to me. It's it's like it's like a it's like a performance. Deed. Art. It's, it's like a it's like a Dita level. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a, such a more such, even. It's it's like a religion. It's like and you see it on her, and you see her, and you see the way she. So I think I, I don't know which is one girl. So it's like Nidal, and I think uh, Balachatsky, and um um uh. I mean, I love Simone too. Love, love Simone. I love Simone too. I think Simone's a freak. I love that about love her. Love it. I love, I love that she's a freak. She's a total freak. That waste is just too much for me. Her that, casually partying with Grace Jones the other week. Yeah. I'm like, this is exactly the, right. the waste is too much for me. That gags me more than anything. Like, there's not a question yeah. on that bitch. She's a star. Yeah, she's a star. She's a key. She's a key. Star. Such a key key. So yeah, those are, I think those are the three girls for me. You know what I mean? Okay. That I would actually seen seen or pay pay money to go see or whatever it can be. I just yeah. I really I live for them. Um, now the one I live for, the queen I live for, mm -hmm. is me. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. No, I just you yeah, listen. You you can't be in this business and not not laugh at yourself and live yeah. for yourself at the same time. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no way in hell. If you take yourself that seriously that you're just like, you're the one, girl, and you're the one, no. you'll find out that there are five other ones just like you, girl. That part. So because you have to keep it real, you know? That. And, you know, I love what I've created. I love the thing I've created. I love the journey I've been on with this person, with this thing. Uh, Kevin, obviously, I think it's, to me, it's... Uh, it's really perfect, but they have to deal with Eric Snee, which is being, you know, the me, me, the other boy, the other person. Um, I had to stop doing that because I, my therapist was like, you can't stop splitting yourself up like that. But um, yeah, so um, because this part of Kevin Aviance right now is really, really, uh, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. You know, I'm just enjoying myself a lot. I, a lot of times uh, in the beginning, I didn't really, I wasn't really there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was fucked up and I wasn't there and really enjoy everything, guys, okay? But um But she's taking but a now, moment to things reflect. are things are different now and uh, I am in it present and uh it's been very, very good. Like really great. I love it. Yeah. I'm happy for <laughs> my last question. I just want you to explain how the sample came about with Beyonce's I don't know Beyonce. exactly how it came about. Yeah. All I know is that I didn't know anything about it. And I got track listing from a friend, from Anita Aviance. And then I didn't understand what that was. And then, and then that next morning when the, when the album dropped, I heard it. I was listening to the album. I was like, this album's really strange. I didn't understand why it was just so, it was just, it was hitting me a certain way. And I didn't yeah. understand why. And I'm getting to the songs, got break, past break my soul, and, da, 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 and I'm, then all of a sudden I hear this track, oh and I'm like, gosh. and I hear my voice, I pass out. You were so you listen to the album straight through, just like any other fan would listen to it. And you're like, okay, track 15, Pure Honey, let's see. Press cunt T. Where you like, what the? I heard, no, I heard the, 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 the yeah. oh, ballroom, ballroom. Uh -huh. I was like, feel that it's cunt. And then when the beat drops, my God. My blood hit my, it left my body. Like, what do you do? Do you contact your management? You're like, girls, am I getting paid for this? Well, first of all, I had to get off the floor, first of all. That. I, I passed out. Fully. Fully. Cold. Cold. How long? I don't know. Wow. For a while. And, and don't then, blame you. 
Don't blave me. My friend was, was like, you all right? What happened? Well, I said, listen, I don't know what happened. All I know is that I heard, cut. yeah, you're on the song. You want to hear it again? I said, what? And so he left. And I just cried for like four or five hours. Like, like oh. I just cried. I just didn't, I was just, I was, I was happy. I was angry. I was, I was all the emotions at one time. And I just, I didn't know what to do with it. Right. It was just like, it was like- Especially because you had no idea. I had no idea. And then comes to find out later on the, the week, the guy I did the track with, Jarrell Black knew about it and he went on vacation to forgot to tell me about it. And so I was Damn. like- Well, I would have never changed. I, listen, I like telling the story. 100%. It's a story. It's, it's a fierce story. But, son, sir, you could at least let somebody know. Like, almost got killed. Girl, I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, have you lost your damn mind? Because he didn't think, he, he didn't, he, they didn't, um, they got in contact with him and they did, he didn't know what the, because he's not really up in Beyonce. Yeah. He's just he's not, not. Maybe like you gag a little bit. He's not bit, up in the sauce like that. He's, yeah. and he has his world and, da, 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 and that's it. You know, he's just not up in her face like that. Yeah. He respects her, but just not, you know, just, right. you know, he went on vacation. What? Anyway, yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> All I'm going to say about the track, about the, the country, and if it were anyone out there, if you have an art, if you have something you do in your life, and you believe in it so fierce and everything's fine, and you come through with it, and it goes through the ups and downs, and, and, and you will never know exactly the impact of something that happened when it comes back to you like that. You have no idea what it feels like to be verified, to be to be uh, validated, to be to be heard, to yeah. be um, to be to be. Like anything that was bothering me before doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. The things I was worried about. Never. I just, I don't, I literally do not worry about anything anymore because I, that little bit, and if nothing's ever to have or ever happened to me again, if I'm never to do anything ever in my life ever again at this moment in time, when, girl, when I tell you I'm good, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Like I'm really good. Yeah. In that like, moment, and, I, and I feel, and I feel like, you know, the fact of the matter is that she is holding up people that are black and gay, Weird, yep. and and putting them up and wrapping her arms around them and putting them up, and that's what we needed. That's what we needed for us for us to just get through, guys. You know, and those people that have something negative about you or say something about the album or anything, it's not for you, sis. It's not. It's not for you. It's not about you. You know. Nope. It's not for you, and no one. And I don't. We don't care about. I don't care about your negativity and your and your content or whatever it is. Be because you know what? It's just. It's not. A, it's not for you. You don't have to be into it, and so you don't have to say anything. You don't have. To, I'd rather you just like you know pass on by it. Yeah. Because it's just. It's just because you look crazy talking about how it's not this and how she did that and she and she did well and so what she has it's six other albums every, you listen everybody to. else does the same exact stuff they do the exact same thing whatever she just got through because she felt she, she followed through and went through and she went through it all and she finished it yeah she didn't just borrow or just take nope. it and just nope. it went on by her way she signed sealed and delivered she did this for Uncle Johnny and the other godmothers yeah. like Uncle Johnny which is such such a like, special there was thing. A it's reason so for genuine. It, you know, and she felt it she, is so genuine. There's, there's something to be said about this. she. You know, a lot of girls have done tried to do this thing. Like, we'll try include, to get their cockatoo. You know, yeah, get, um, right, and that bravo, cute. thank you, cute. But sis, I'm sorry. They drop it once the fad's done. Yeah, like I don't believe. I just don't believe she's. You know, we've only seen the, the beginning of this. You know what I mean? And 
it's like this thing is like deeper, and I and I applaud her yeah. for not being, you know, for growth and growing up and like being a woman. It's like when I met her, it's just like she wasn't little. She wasn't little Beyonce. Yeah, like the, the, the what I knew. You know what I mean? What, what I knew. None of your business. I can't talk okay. about it. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. And she's like this woman. Okay. With kids. And she's just like this body. And she's so beautiful. Like, it's like, like, yeah. And, and, and to know where I come from, I come from a black woman. And to know she is, it, it's just, it's like a children. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, this woman is like, She's so, because, you know, we left off with lemonades, you know what I mean? That was like, of that course. was really, that lemonade was kind of harsh. I mean, that was really heavy. It was really heavy. Yeah. Har it was heavy. It was, it was, yeah, it was very heavy. It was a dark album. I mean, not dark. Not but dark, but just a heavy album. Heavy, yeah. But heavy. And, uh, you know, and to go like 360 or yeah, go to the other side of this and just, you know, during a bad time and during the pandemic and everything and to come out with Renaissance. And Renaissance still carries emotional importance Listen, to it. I've worked, so at a, I've worked at a night. I've worked at a lot of nightclubs yeah. since then. Okay, around the country, and let me tell you something. It's the funniest thing. They had played. I had been in clubs. They had played the old album in the club while the club is like hyped up. So it's like part of my, of course, it's part of my repertoire when I play. But it's just like, and everybody knows it. it's just, it's a key. It's a key. It it is a renaissance. Like it's a fucking renaissance. Yeah, there's really is. no other perfect word for that album. She knew what the fuck she was doing. Yeah. She yeah. really knew yeah. what the fuck she's doing. And I'm just so thankful for her, for that album. I really and too. What that album is, like what you said, she's taking those queer black and brown people and she's giving them a hug. And she's saying, I mean, that Thank song you. that Sid wrote. Ugh, oh my off this God, girl. That just, I just want my hair to grow and be long and just like. Just have your man and just be like, <laughs> on his chest and everything. around me. Oh, oh my that's God. my shower song. Yeah, I, I, I take real long track. showers to it. It was great meeting you. It was so good meeting you too, for real. <laughs> just like the way Beyonce with Renaissance like thanked people, those legends in our community that have come my way. Like I really do thank you for like all you've done and even coming here today. You really are a legend, and yeah, thank you being you. here is so fucking special to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you my love. Tell everyone where they could. Find you in real life, online, you all the time. Find me on Instagram, uh, Kevin Aviance Official, and um, new music. I have uh, a new song out called I'm Back. It's out right now. Yeah. It's Dervis. I have a new song coming out. Again, um, a cover. We did a cover uh, with DJ Gomez, which is my partner. Um, it's Prison Time, and um, we're going to an album, and uh, hopefully a new piece of music, a movie music thing that's in, the, in talks right now. Perhaps and, in a visual or and, so. Uh, I'm going to be in Interview Magazine. I'm shooting that tomorrow, so. Hot. So that I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's the renaissance for everyone, but it's also your I know, now. I know. And I'm excited. I know. It really is. It really is. I'm very excited. Well, so don't give up, girls. Trust me. Just because you're old doesn't mean you can't give it, girl. Give it. Nothing. Give it. Bring it. Bring it. Give it. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Once again, I'm Joey G. You could follow me at BadBossy on Instagram. And till next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Cute.